a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. Welcome to the Restricted Section, the podcast where wizards do cool fight stuff sometimes. Very sometimes. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Chapter 36, The Only One He Ever Feared. Yikes on bikes, my dudes. Uh, In this week's episode of Order of the Phoenix, um, all of Harry's companions have been taken down. Sirius Black is dead. Harry chases... Sirius' murderer, Bellatrix Lestrange, uh, into the Ministry of Magic's atrium, like the main central foyer, I don't know, where the Dark Lord is waiting for him. But Dumbledore steps in. Dumbledore and Voldemort have a pretty dope, like, classic wizard showdown. In the end, the Ministry starts to show up, and Voldemort is forced to flee, but Fudge has no choice now but to accept that he has returned. Welcome to the restricted sections where letters addressed to the head mistress will always find me, if you know what I mean. I'm your host, Christina. My co-host today is the Dark Lord himself, Andrew. (laughs) Say hello to the listeners, Andrew. Hi, everyone. I'm going to try to not talk about Nazis for at least 10 minutes. I'm probably going to fit. Tell them what your shirt says. It says nachos, not Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) But... But I'm going to try my best to not get dark and sad today. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, And our special guest today is returning guest, Zach, host of Bladed Binge. Say hello to the listeners, Zach. Hi, 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 hi. You probably remember Zach from the longest episode ever, a.k.a. Goblet of Fire Chapter 35, Veritaserum, April, from April 2022. You still hold the title of longest episode, and I hope to God you always hold that title, my dude. It is the most proud moment of my life, and I'm a father. <laughs> wow, I'm honored. Well, how the fuck have you been for the past year? <gasps> Fucking exhausted. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> probably not as exhausted as you, but still feeling exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, it's been Aww. it's been um a lot. Apparently, Threenager is a real thing. Oh. I had never heard of it, but it's a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Threenager? It's when mm-hmm. you're it's when your toddler learns to have an attitude. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> kind of obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, it's both mm. of those things. Uh she's she's incredibly cute. Uh literally my the reason for existing, but also um, exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, uh, you, uh, I was going to say you're doing great. I don't know. I'm going to assume you're doing great. I think you're probably doing great. I'm not divorced and she's still alive. That is bare That's minimal. great. That's great. <laughs> and honestly, hey, if you got a divorce, not you specifically, but people out there, that could be your bare minimum. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we're so glad to have you back. We always bring you in for the finale uh, style eps. This one is chapter 36, the only one he ever feared. Da-na-na-na. Lightning crash. Boom. So dramatic. That happened because you didn't want to pay the royalties, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
are either of you drinking anything right now? It's okay if you're not. I realize it's two in the afternoon. I've got a fine vintage water. Oh, why is it vintage? That's not because the kind of water I you should be drinking. put it in here yesterday, but it's still here. So it's vintage <laughs> water. I get it. Up to one day of water is my rule also. The ice, it's a thermos style apparatus and uh, the ice is still in there. So I think. Oh, oh then that's fresh. It's, it's, it's vintage fresh water. It's, uh, <laughs> it's actually well, just I'm... the melted ice at this point. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> Don't oh my God, share that's my what, that's what they That's what they mean when they say that it's like glacier mineral water. It's dead icebergs. It's just like runoff. <laughs> it's, it's the result of global warming is what it is. Oh you are drinking God. global warming. I didn't make it sad. <laughs> I didn't make it sad. Let it be known. Technically, all water is the result of global warming because if it was cold enough, we wouldn't have liquid water. That's nothing. Nobody laughed. Um, I'm, <laughs> drinking, I'm drinking something that I've been wanting to try for a while. Okay, so as y'all know, a couple years ago, I think um, literally 2020. There was a pandemic. The, like 100 calorie, like White Claws and Truly style beverages came into fashion. And then everyone was like, oh my God, I can get shit faced. With only drinking 2,000 calories instead of like 5,500. We're letting our college show a little bit. They probably should have tried light beer because that's like three calories. Well, I don't know anything about. Well, okay. I'm drinking right now a light blue moon, which is I only started seeing that recently. So I don't know if maybe it's a new thing for them. I love a blue moon and the light blue moon is like, good, you know what I mean? Like it's a good beer to be like just a little bit lighter. It's only 95 calories. So when I crush 20 of these today, <laughs> it'll, uh, it'll only be 90. Wait, I'm so bad at, I'm so bad at math. It's a lot more calories than I should drink. You did this everybody to yourself. Does it. Yeah. I got stuck. They should have called the light, the light blue moon, like a waning blue moon or something. That would have been called, they called it light sky. Hmm. Seems lazy. Yeah, it seems like a terribly missed opportunity. If they're like waning moon, people will protest it for being like astrology. Uh, mm. Some pe- the people who don't like astrology really don't like astrology. <laughs> What's the one where it's just a sliver? <laughs> I really don't like astrology, but I would have no problem with a waning moon. Okay, all right. I'm just gonna that, nod. That's just. That, I mean, that's just lunar phases. That's a something that happens. That's just science. It's only when you start attributing things to it. I'm just going to nod and smile and act like I know the definition. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm enjoying my beer. So let's talk about chapter 36, (laughs) the only one he ever feared. Um, Zach, what do you think about this chapter title? Uh, I'm good with it. Like it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's fine because of one specific line in it. And it doesn't come from Voldemort himself, but it actually comes from Bellatrix. Mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. she's like, you must know. And he's trying to tell her to shut the fuck up. And she's like, but he's here. Like, she's trying to mm-hmm. tell him, like, Dumbledore's here. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Like, the one person that you obviously talk about being scared shitless of, or I wouldn't know to tell you he's here, uh, <laughs> it kind of it kind of aligns for me. Yeah, okay. What do you think, Andrew? I, I got a hot take for this episode, okay? For the, this, okay. This episode. You're going to lay it on us first. I'm going to lay it on you. Okay. This is the silliest fucking chapter in the entire book. 
Oh. And I realize that it's going to be controversial, but I will prove my point as we go. And it's worth noting, too, that I listened to this ver- to the book six. I couldn't find my physical one when we started the books all the way back when. So I've been listening to the audiobook, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you said book six. Maybe that's why you didn't five, like this chapter. Or, uh, because yeah, read you're reading the wrong, reading the wrong <laughs> book. No, no, book five. Excuse this me. This is five. Percy Jackson, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny. Never mind. Um, so I, I the way that it's done is Jim Dale follows the text, right? So when people will say things later on, he follows the text. And it's the silliest goddamn thing in the world. And so well, because audio, of that. His audiobook is silly. Yeah. Well, and because of that, like. The only one he ever feared comes off as like the Showtime like gay porn title, like <laughs> like Voldemort sitting there like no, not Dumbledore, don't tell me he's here. <laughs> We're not ready for our reunion yet. I don't know. It just it just seems silly. It seems silly. Everything about this chapter seems silly. I kind of like this chapter in like a weird way because when I read these books as a kid. I did really like like I really liked Dumbledore and I trusted him and I put him on a pedestal, mm-hmm. especially especially at this point in the book series. Yep. And I feel like this chapter title is like part of what contributed to that like early naive read on this character that I had, you know, and it's like, oh, wouldn't it have been cool if he was just. Gandalf, like just like a cool OP wizard that like does a bunch of badass shit. Yeah, an Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah. Well, he is. He is, but not. (laughs) That's the thing. But yes, kind of. We might have to remind me of a time when my opinion of him was simple, and now it's just so complicated. (laughs) Yeah. Why it's it's so complicated? We might have to talk about it at some point. So when we start this chapter. We start this chapter deep in the Department of Mysteries in the big amphitheater room with the archway and the veil. Oh, uh, you mean the execution room? It's literally called the death room that comes up later in this chapter. The death chamber. The death death chamber, yes, yes. Yes. Um, Okay, let's talk about that now. So (laughs) creepier. For the last for the last two to three episodes, we've been trying to kind of figure out the veil. We've gotten some cool guest input, cool host input. We've even had some listener emails about it. What is this archway and why is it here? And we've talked about maybe they like brought it in to study it. Maybe they, the people who work here, created it themselves as part of like an experiment. Maybe they were fucking like excavating the all these many floors of mm-hmm. the Ministry of Magic and it was just always there. And they built like this room around it. Yeah, I think the I think the fan theory that I was like the best on this one is that this veil between life and death has always existed and the like British wizards of the time found it and built the ministry the whole ministry of magic around mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and they mm. built it like um they built this room to study it and this became like a natural place to study the other like major questions that we have in life, things that we don't truly understand. And those mm-hmm. rooms kept like building off of this as it's like central point of where this whole thing kind of came from was the one that I always kind of like the yeah. best because otherwise what wizard 
has actually managed to open a portal to the afterlife that you can't fucking get back from. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and actually, the one that I'd always heard kind of answers that. Because I'd always heard, the, the rumor that I'd always liked, the fan theory, is that it is from Stonehenge. That it was a Celtic-like, dark, primal magic, you know, thing. That, Whoa. Yeah, and so the idea was like, uh, one of the things that I'd heard was the idea of like, the reason that the Celts all kind of, the Druids disappeared is because they went through this thing and without knowing how to properly come back first. So like... Hmm. Part of the thing that drove, you know. You don't think it was the Roman invasion? Well, it might have been like something used to like try and conquer the Romans, like a weapon that they didn't understand mm. or something like that. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> and then we've also talked about if it was per, if it is perhaps used, however it was created, if it is perhaps used intentionally for executions. Mm-hmm. Especially when we're thinking about how it's surrounded by like bleachers so people can bear witness. Mm-hmm. And then they call it the death chamber. And like chamber is giving execution. Yeah. And maybe yeah. it's maybe it's the Nazis that make me think that way. <laughs> That's very possible. You brought it up. So, yeah, I was wondering if you guys think that they use it for execution. I. I could. But then why do you have the Dementors kiss? I feel like that's their version of it. But at the same time, I think we have precedence for it. I know you all don't consume or talk about the Fantastic Beasts movies. However, I will say that there is precedence in uh, one of the first Fantastic Beasts movies that there is the death sentence for wizards, at least in America. So the idea that the British version wouldn't. I don't even remember that from I did watch the first two movies. I don't remember that at all. Uh, it's when the fake Grindelwald sentences Newt and Tina to death, like immediately. Oh to well, do his own America maybe like would like, be that way. Yeah, yeah. They but they used a. It was like, like a ocean of a vat pool. Yeah. Of, oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Void death. Oh, yeah. 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 Kind of like serious. a big curtain thing. Yeah. Like the void ocean curtain. What the thing? fuck? That was so. Oh my god. It is. It's like the ocean instead of the veil. Yeah. Let's like just dive right in. Oh my god. Yeah. Maybe they used it before they made whatever like partnership they made with the Dementors. Maybe this is what they yeah. did before and just kick people through the fucking veil, and then they're like, oh, we have these crazy dark things that can. You know, guard the prison, so maybe we should let these people live and suffer. I think that the Ministry of Magic believes that sentencing someone to the Dementor's Kiss is more humane, even though I don't feel that it is. It seems but I feel so like, much worse. I feel like they maybe would like p- choose to do a proper execution if they if the optics of that are strong, and then yeah. like choose the Dementor's Kiss path if. The optics are better for not killing them. You know what I mean? What if it's like a choose your own path situation? <laughs> like you have been sentenced. Do you want to be a vegetable or die now? Oh my god! Well, like, what a do, or do we do we do we know that you're dead? I'm definitely going through the veil. If those are my because, like, options. if you go through the veil, there's always the chance that everyone's wrong and you just go somewhere you can't return from. Yeah, go you're essentially cool. dead, but not actually dead. Yeah. Or could it be like worse than death? Could it be like stuck in a non like I can't believe how much like all of the discourse around the veil just makes me think of the His Dark Materials book series. That's a whole 
beautiful trilogy about this little girl who oh, this 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 kid actually this boy who accesses like the multiverse and one of the dimensions is death and like the main character's friend dies and in book one and like the whole rest of the book she's like i have to go get him like we have to find the right dimension mm. and they fucking do also i just realized that i actually can answer my own question because we do know for a fact that you die since we see the uh serious ghost in uh deathly hollows i just thought about that. well maybe he we goes do. through the portal and then and dies, then dies some later. Other way. <laughs> in a completely unrelated accident. <laughs> he dies because this is just a bunch of like war criminals that have been sentenced to death on the other side of this thing, and they're just oh killing God, each yeah. other for eternity. Sirius ends up in Valhalla and just is like slinging spells the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did I get into? He walks through the veil and he's in like a completely comparable alternate dimension and he looks around and he's like oh my god where the hell am i and then immediately a piano falls on him <laughs> <laughs> you're in the looney tunes uh verse. sorry yeah the acme verse it's a terrible place to spawn if you're not ready for it <laughs> but at least he got to see michael jordan and lebron james right before he did it <laughs> he he spawned in uh what was that called toontown that old oh. ass uh, Disney property that was an online MMO that no one remembers anymore. Huh. Present company. Well, I don't Look it up. Those. It was a thing. <laughs> Tune down. Okay. So, guys, we haven't gotten very far at all. Sirius Black has just died. Can we take this seriously? Seriously? Oh, no. I <laughs> didn't. I accident. Walked right into that one. Much like a Sirius Sirius Black has just died, and Harry's like, no, he hasn't died. And Lupin's like, well, I don't love this either, but I think he did die. (laughs) Well, and I have to correct you here because Lupin chokes up while saying, Harry, he's still, he's he's not alive anymore. He's not alive. As Jim Dale says. He just lost the love of his life. Yes, he did. He did. And that's actually- Stupid Harry's making it about him. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's actually the best part of this chapter in the audiobook is that Jim Dale's voice actually breaks. It actually breaks, yeah. Aww. When he's reading the line that says Lupin's voice broke as he spoke. And I'm like, that's really good editing. That's good, yeah. And then there's like that awkward pause where Harry's supposed to be cutting him off where he's saying like, yep. no, he's dead. <laughs> He's not dead. He's he, not you dead. could have made yeah. that a little closer <laughs> oh, to actually cut him exactly. off. So then the editing is fucked as soon as it's like you did that really, really good. And then the next thing was not. Wow. It literally it's long enough that you have enough time to sit there and think like you said, like, huh, they, he really did that. Like, Harry, like, yeah, Harry, like, he does it. And you're like, huh. And you have enough time to reflect on it because then it cuts in afterwards. Yeah. With, He's not dead. <laughs> Oh my god, Harry. Um, Lupin has to like drag him away. <laughs> then we get Neville. <laughs> and here's the part that Neville. here's the part that fucked me up for like this chapter is just silly. Is because Neville has like a broken nose, right? And Jim Dale <laughs> does the broken nose. And so Jim Dale's like Howie. It's into the te- no, it's literally written into the text. It's not his fault. <laughs> Howie. With serious black of wind of yours, like it's the- <laughs> that's how it's written. He does it like he's holding his nose. I think that's really annoying, and I insist that it's a problem with the source material. Yes. 
and Absolutely. not the reading. It's I not, think it's, it's a horrible choice. Dale. No, he he honored exactly what was on the page. And that's oh, your uh. first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, my little heart breaks at how sweet Neville is because he doesn't have any context for what's happening. And he's like, oh, was that fugitive a friend of yours? Was that and- <laughs> fugitive that we thought was trying to kill you all of our third year and we had dementors come and stay at the castle because you were being haunted. And He's just such a good friend. Harry, was Celia Black a friend of yours? <laughs> Neville's just non-judging. He's, he's, Neville is what we should all hope to be someday, right? Like, Yeah, he's the true friend. Yes. And think about the fact that Neville's here. Yeah. He had no idea yeah, he, what he, he was coming here for. Have any business? <laughs> he was just Luna, like, I am Luna, down. Ginny, and Neville don't need to be here. No, no, they do not. And that's part of what makes it fucking silly. Because then they're like, "Where is everyone, Neville?" They're and, all passed out. They're well, all unconscious. Well, and it's like slapstick. It's like, "Well, Ginny was hit with something, and now well, she and can't he stop does, laughing." He and, does still have like a leg. He has like a dancing curse on him. Yeah, he's like <laughs> dancing the whole. Hey, let me tell you what happened to everyone. And like, Ron <laughs> got attacked by a brain. Something that happens, you know. It's just, it's fucking silly, man. We're in the Department of Mysteries, Andrew. What the mystery is? Why do we need comedy beats right now? This is a serious moment. To be- serious did- just died. Fucking listen to me, Andrew. Did you read the chapter before this? Not tonight. Not today. No, I did not. Not recently? Not not recently, no. Okay. Because I think that the stuff that's happening in these chapters is sinister as hell, dude. It's like really, a lot of this shit is really scary. Do you remember the baby head? Uh, The The baby head. It gets older. That's fucked. That's not, that's, it's like, sure, it's slapstick, but it's also fucking horrifying. What, what, What I think it is, is it's someone trying to write horrifying and like hitting the mark 20% of the time. Right? Like, certain things are terrifying. But I'm sorry, the idea of a giant brain coming out of a vat intact, no, that's just never- It has tentacles. Ooh. It's scary to me. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, literally Andrew, an don't outdoor- mock me. <laughs> what? It's a brain. Just just put your hand on it, and you've transferred enough bacteria to kill it. Like No, I ha- it's a magic brain. You maybe can't kill it with bacteria, and it has tendrils, so if you put your hand on it, it'll snake up your arm and get you. But, like, that's the extent of it. You have a tentacle on your arm, a brain no, tentacle. No, you don't know it- what it can do. It makes Ron all funny. Oh, no, that was a jinx that made him all funny. Yeah. We don't know what it can do. It's in the Department of Mysteries. <laughs> I'm just telling you, there's a way you can read this that comes off very silly. Very silly. I agree with you, but I did not, I, I didn't give a shit about the brain. Uh, maybe because that was in the chapter before. The part that made this silly for me, and it goes back for me to dueling mm. in general. Like, yep. two things. One, who's using this, like, jelly leg jinx in a, like, adult no, duel that's, yeah. like, life and, and I, death stakes? And I like, do want to talk about using that more. That. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot like I refuse to believe that any of these Death Eaters would be using anything no, other, other than, than a cadaver. Ki- you have a killing, kill spell, except yeah. for with Harry because they don't want him to drop the prophecy. Right, like, I really believe that right, they that, would all be aiming to kill. So how is everyone getting so injured? Well, right, you, that's like that's kind of what I was the 
the idea that dueling even exists in this way doesn't make sense. Like, they would just be firing the killing curse the whole time. And, yeah. like, this is like... <laughs> you ever watched a Western? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, high noon, we're gonna yep. go outside, you know, six paces or whatever, turn around, draw, shoot. Yeah. Such this is like vibe. they pulled fucking feathers and shit and, like, squirt guns. <laughs> They're, like, tickling you and fucking getting you wet. like Making you dance. Yeah. yeah like, that, Wait, but you know when they're, like, dance and then they shoot at your feet so you're like, whoa, whoa. You cast jelly thing. legs on yourself and you're fine. That's a, that's a thing that's ever happened in a Western. Yeah. Well, and, I guess. Because uh, once again, it, it's what, what they're trying to go for is a menacing, like, you know, crazy magical battle where, like, I throw a grain of sand at you that expands to the size of a boulder and then breaks up into rocks that come at you. That would be awesome, right? But what you end up with is like, well, I've already come up with a jelly legs curse, so let's throw that in there because if I'm going to spend the time to hit you, I might as well make you dance so you're easier to hit with my killing curse, but I already hit you. It just, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking about our friends over at My Cabbages, and I'm thinking about all of the many magical fight sequences in Avatar The Last Airbender that are so, so fucking good. You mean the hit movie by M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah, that's the one I mean. (laughs) That's the one I mean, for sure. I'm sorry, that was worse than bringing up the Nazis. I, I am, <laughs> I, I have ruined everything by bringing that up. I, uh, I apologize. But we actually get, like, once we get there, we actually get what a magical battle can Should look be. like and yeah. be awesome. It was the fact that Neville has this, like, jelly legs curse thing that I'm like, yeah. wait, yeah. who... Who's firing that? Unless that well, was friendly the- fire that, like, ricocheted <laughs> got him because... We have 12-year-olds here that only know three fucking spells that are Uh, dueling with Death Eaters and actually surviving, but the Order of the Phoenix came and we're like about- Protego. Couldn't do it. (laughs) Protago. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing is the vast majority of these non-killing curse jinxes all have the same damn defense. So like- (laughs) Why do anything else? Why? I'm not dying today. Tago, 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 Tago. It sounds like you're saying- Potato. <laughs> potato, 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 potato. That's, that's slapsticky. <laughs> that's what my Harley sounds like, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Because like, the, the, once again, the jelly, learning that he has jelly legs means that I'm imagining now this entire scene going on with oh. Benny Hill music in the background. Like, Howie, Howie, listen to me. And um, I think... Tonks just gets like knocked out and it's like how maybe she got blasted and hit her head or something again jk rowling does not like women because tonks who is an active or one of the best wizarding fighters in the Might entire well government what are we gonna do with a woman yeah she thing? got hit of course because you know woman <laughs> just you have so many more guys in the order too but no it's the woman that gets knocked out Naturally, didn't didn't Moody get blasted pretty good too? Though I thought, he lost I thought his Moody eye. was like out he of commission. He lost his fake eye. <laughs> well, but then he's the one trying to revive Tonks. Yeah, he's, yeah, sta- he's okay because he, he goes to revive her. Yeah, they said that he like crawled over yeah. to her. Oh like, yeah, and know. it is. I guess Shacklebolt. Or, or God, Kingsley uh, does get blasted as well. Uh, Yo, yeah. listen, crouches listen. over in pain. Just a joke, Rowling literally doesn't use Kingsley's last name. Every single other character, 
like adult character is referred to by their last name. Every single one of them, except for Kingsley. It's almost like it's a terrible fucking racist ass last name that you can't just say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I used just his last name to say. Because name, that's the pattern of the whole rest yeah. of the characters. It's it's like why she's why making she, me be racist. <laughs> she gave him a racist last name and then like didn't use it. Like, was she aware or was it like some other weird racist thing? There's no way it's not a at least a little bit of racist thing. I that he's the only adult. I don't want to make an explanation for her. The only thing that I could imagine is if she came up with the name Shacklebolt based on being a police officer, so like shackling a criminal. And that. then afterwards, without realizing it, name made him a black character, and then didn't make the connection or something. Because that <sighs> no, that's I don't the buy that only, for one second. That's the only thing that I can think of possibly makes any sense is the idea of shackles and police officers. But I even don't then, buy it's it. so because fucking I, I, weird. I also feel like the name Kingsley is something that she would have been like. I, what would a black character's name be? <laughs> I I feel like I feel like she was. It's possible. Trying to Cho Chang him. <laughs> Cho Chang's rough. It's all pretty rough. Hey, guys, we're so close to the end of this book. I'm it really wasn't <laughs> me. I just need this to be known. <laughs> I was the happy guy today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just so excited for Half-Blood Prince. It's so much fun compared to this book. That's I really love that book. That's my favorite book. It's a good one. Um, okay, no, we're dealing with it. Okay, we, we've barely done anything. We're dealing with what's happening right now. We're not aspiring to be in a different book. <laughs> Speak so, for yourself. <laughs> Dumbledore has rounded up all the Death Eaters. Bellatrix breaks away from the fight and runs, and Harry goes after her. Harry, no! <laughs> Don't go! And Harry did something incredibly brave and incredibly, incredibly stupid. stupid. <laughs> Yeah, but this is this is the this is the prototypical like Oh no. Wait. But I'm not going <laughs> to physically stop you in any way. I'm yeah, just going to say, "No, child, dude, don't hurl yourself after Lupin, a murderer." <laughs> Lupin is exhausted. Okay, he's not going all the way up those stairs again right hey, now. We, no. Nobody every, follows him. Every no single one. one of these people just saw Neville with the jelly legs curse. The answer was right the fuck there and none <laughs> of them did it. <laughs> none of them were just like, "Uh, Harry, stop. By force, jelly like boom." Yeah, I'm an adult. Yeah. Nope. Mm -mm. So Bellatrix runs him. He she hits him with some brains. <laughs> Bellatrix with a French accent in this book as well. Oh yeah, that one drives me. Oh really? That shit crazy. That's yes, kind of interesting. I, you know how all women are French. <laughs> Bell well, like I get the name. It does sound fair. Like Bellatrix Lestrange. Like I get Lestrange. that it sounds she, French. She married yeah, into right. a French family. Yeah, and so of that course she picked she up takes the, the accent. Uh, French accent. You know, yeah. as is tradition. <laughs> Although to be honest, if I moved south, like I'd probably come back five years later with a draw. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's I feel like that's like a little different. Cause it's at least like uh an accent of your own native language. Yeah. Whereas French is like based on the speech patterns of a language that your brain isn't wired for. Well, and like she also yeah. they were still Death Eaters before they went to Azkaban, so like they were in Britain under Voldemort, like we've never heard there, of the French no wing of the Death Eaters. Yeah. So. 
no business having an accent. No. They just ran out of voices. No, it was well, no, it was Jim Dale read the name, recognized it as mm-hmm. French, assumed French character, didn't have the background of how they actually mm. got that last name, and yeah. just made her French. So That's now, how that goes down. So <laughs> once again, when I say silly, this is a French-accented Bellatrix who's having this <laughs> yeah. discussion with Yeah, Harry. it's a little silly. Yeah. I was just glad that she used a curse that could be thwarted by, like, one of three spells that Harry yeah. knows. <laughs> yep. Yeah, me too. Woo. Dodge Thank a God. <laughs> She runs into the circle room with all the doors. The, the door she goes through shuts behind her and the wall spins. And Harry's like, where's the exit? Where's the way out? And the room's like, oh, it's right here, my dude. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Why did it do that? Plot armor. You just had to ask. No one ever asked before. <laughs> Nobody thought of that. <laughs> they thought we'll eliminate Doris by ruining them with X's. No, just ask. Be polite. You're, this isn't your this isn't your room of doors. But if all you have to do is ask, why the fuck did it spin to begin with? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of at the end of Deathly Hallows. Uh, no, at the end of Half Blood. Hmm. Mm. No, at the, maybe it's at the end of Deathly Hallows. Yeah. Maybe just describe the scene. We'll fill no, it no, out. No, no, it's, it's, it's at the end of Deathly Hallows. And, and after the Battle of Hogwarts, and after after everything, it's at the very end. And they go up to Dumbledore's office, and the gargoyle that usually protects it is like laying on its side. It's been exploded. And Harry's like, oh, can I just... Can I just go up? And the gargoyle's like, yeah, I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not in a position to say yes or no at this point. I think uh, it's up to you, my guy. (laughs) So he takes the elevator up to the atrium, and (laughs) Harry and Bellatrix face off in the atrium. Can we cue the, like, ridiculous scene that happens in chase movies for no reason where you have to stop and wait on the elevator? There's, like, music playing. Exactly. Like, I I don't know how many of our listeners are used to, like, managing an adrenaline rush that's going on, you know? Like, especially during an athletic endeavor. But, like, trust me when I say, if you then have to, like, come to a dead stop after running. Oh, yeah, you're, like, like, You're sitting there and you got the adrenaline pumping, like... You're kind of crashing as that elevator's going. <laughs> like, Do you remember in one of the Family Guy bits when Peter is chasing the chicken? <laughs> and he, they both, the chicken gets on, and the, or he's a chicken, right? Like a yep, giant chicken. A giant chicken at that, yeah. And he gets on the escalator, and Peter's like 10 feet behind him, and he doesn't just walk down the escalator. He's just like shaking his fist, like waiting to catch up. <laughs> Quick correction, because I don't want to get ridiculed by all of you family heads out there. <laughs> I can't decide if family head or guy head is funnier. But for those of you who watch Family Guy, this is actually not one of the legendary chicken fights. This is actually from season three, episode 16, a very special Family Guy frickin' Christmas. And it turns out that Peter Griffin is actually chasing an elderly woman through the mall because there's only one pair of barrettes left at the barrette kiosk. And Peter desperately needs those for Megan, whereas this old woman needs them for Julie. It must be stated that the reason that Peter is in such a desperate situation is because he is an irresponsible asshole and he accidentally got rid of his entire family's worth of Christmas presents. So really, we're rooting for the old lady here. Anyway, back to the show. 
Uh, anyway, okay, she's like taunting him in a way that isn't giving a cool mature adult to me. It's like, <laughs> I've never seen a child before. Do you talk to them like they're babies? Yes, so now Jim Dale is talking in a no. French baby accent. <laughs> yeah, that one's tough. This a girly French chapter, baby accent. <laughs> uh, if you just take it, just this chapter, and you do the source material true to its word, this is a silly fucking chapter. It's not good. <laughs> it's so goddamn silly. It's silly, but then also has awesome elements in it. Yeah, I I agree with both of those perspectives. Yeah. Does little baby howie like it's just it's fucking Ugh. weird. I read it with my yeah. eyes, so I'm not feeling any of this audiobook aftermath. Just tell I think you. that's the problem. I had to listen to it, and I listened to it like several times. Um, and yeah, little howie. Yeah, it took uh-huh. it took like, me out it, of it. it. It's damn. It, they almost get like a ha ha type laugh out of Bellatrix. <laughs> like it's that bad. It does. It takes you out of it um, because I think, and I think this dialogue takes me out of out of Bellatrix too. Because I think to this point in the series, she has a menacing like coldness to her yeah. that makes her fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. But then the way that this particular interaction goes, it's like, oh, I I honestly believe, and I I've got kind of a semi hot take on this but i think that the elena bottom carter um portrayal of bellatrix is absolutely awful in the movies oh and i, I was, think that i was, was about to say the opposite i was literally about to say that i think the helena bottom carter portrayal makes bellatrix all of the details about bellatrix convincing to me in a way that the book doesn't I I think the absolute opposite because I think that the so funny. I think that her portrayal is one hundred percent all built around this interaction in the book. Yeah, where she's more like sidekicky, wacky, like over the top hmm. with the voices and the weirdness. I think up until this point, like that character is like stoically creepy and murderous. Yeah. I think Helena does the playfulness and the coldness well. I think she does both. Oh, I don't I don't get any of the coldness on oh, the movie. Oh, that's so funny. I just don't. Interesting. I only get the wacky. We'll be watching this movie with the Discord um <laughs> on Hold on, let me fucking say the date. I'm going to do it. We'll be watching this movie with the Discord on May 12th. So, if anyone wants to watch along, all you have to do is uh Subscribe to any of our network podcasts for a dollar a month to get access to our Discord. And Andrew's there, and Zach's there, and it's a good place to talk to people. Anyway, I'm excited to watch this movie because I don't like it, and I don't like the book. And I'm like, well, maybe the movie is better than the book because it's at least shorter. It is shorter. <laughs> well, it, I, it is shorter. I, I don't. Want, I don't want to speak for you, Zach, but I think I kind of agree with what you're saying because I think that she does. Helena Bonham Carter plays like a very interesting Bellatrix and like it is a great portrayal of a Bellatrix, but it's not the Bellatrix that I think of because the Bellatrix yeah. that I think of is much more cold, calculating, like efficient, yeah. right? Like this is this is Voldemort's top assassin. This is the person who like is nothing but devotion and fanaticism to everything that Voldemort says. That's so yeah, funny. I, I, I'm going to hold on. <clears throat> hey, Siri. Set a reminder for May 3rd at 9 a.m. Um, ask people if they like the Helena Bottom Carter portrayal of Bellatrix. I'm going to post about that shit on social media. 
<laughs> I think it's uh I think it's very similar to Alan Rickman's Snape. I don't like Alan Rickman's Snape in the movies either. Oh, that is so funny. I just Be- disagree with you so much. <laughs> but it's it's because and here's the thing, like I think both of them they play like iconic amazing characters. They don't reflect the book characters to me. I totally agree uh about that with Snape. Yeah. He brings he like not to get on a tangent about him, but he brings a level of like empathy outwardly yeah. to that Snape, character Snape that's like no fucking way. Alan Rickman. Yeah. No, like the book Snape is insidious, it, not All right. empathy pathetic so, ever. Really back, back in to this. Snape's yeah. not in this fucking chapter. No. So no. um Enter Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I Potter? <laughs> Such a s- <gasps> it's very well I like when Voldemort stuff is like silly and and dramatic because I think that it's very it's giving like queer coded evil villain like it's giving mega mind like it's giving the drama this town isn't big enough for two super villains oh you're a villain alright just not a super one yeah what's the difference Presentation. You want uh, what you call it, uh, Voldemort? It was Puffs Voldemort. No. Oh yeah, that. Uh, no, it was um, um, the, the the other one. A very Potter a very musical, Potter musical Voldemort. Yeah, that yeah. that's what you want. And like you're right because like drama. that that line of oh can I Potter it deserves like a dun 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 <laughs> like right behind it as he so- says it. So I believe that Voldemort's like, okay, I'm going to get there and then I'm going to, they're not going to see me at first and then I'm just going to like wait and then I'm, I'm there's going to be an, an opportunity and I'm going to hop in at that. He's been listening for a couple minutes. Yeah, he's, he's been like, there oh, for a I'm while. I'm going to say this. I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's at least been monitoring the situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Bellatrix is like groveling a little bit about letting the prophecy get broken. I couldn't stop thinking, okay, I couldn't. <laughs> uh. I I know that like being a Death Eater is like being it is being in a cult like they're a cult. But I was really thinking about how in Cursed Child, it states that Bellatrix and Voldemort slept together and like (laughs) watching her like on her knees grovel to him makes me so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with the thought of them having a sexual relationship at all. Like that's really upsetting. I almost asked if this is before or after he started fucking her to have a child. I, I don't know. This I don't is know. technically alternate, isn't it? Because isn't it an alternate timeline? That I, don't, I know Ch- so little about I don't, Cursed I don't Child. Know. Cursed I've Child said, was I've so bad. I've said everything bad. I know already. I, I was pissed at Cursed Child ever since the trolley lady was a ghost who somehow can Ugh. push a physical trolley even though she herself Whatever. is Whatever, we can't talk With, about like, that on this show again. Shit. I, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Bellatrix is like, Dumbledore's here. He's literally here. I know that you're afraid of him from our intimate pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bellatrix, I just want you to know as my most trusted lieutenant who I have sexual relations with, <laughs> I'm terrified of Dumbledore. He, he truly <laughs> just scares the piss out of me. I'm trembling. I like this. I'm Whatever this Voldemort is, I like it. <laughs> I just need someone to know. I vomit every time that I see it. it, I catch it. I don't throw up, but I spit up in my mouth. That's where I'm I'm cutting you off. So Voldemort (laughs) casts Avada Kedavra at Harry, but then the big, the fountain of magical brethren (laughs) 
<laughs> Love that name. Uh, the big statue like jumps in front of him to protect him. The first person ever to be saved by colonialism. <laughs> <laughs> Can I give Voldemort some credit here, though? Yeah. Yeah. Because this is the first time that he doesn't act just 100% incompetent when it comes to Harry. Mm-hmm. He like shows up. He tells Bellatrix to shut the fuck up. I'm going to deal with your shit yeah, later. This Harry, isn't helping. <laughs> I'm tired of your shit. Fucking killing curse. Yep. No monologue. Yeah. No like puffing his chest out. He's no finally unneeded, learned. He's like, learned. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing. He's just like, nope, I'm just going to kill a motherfucker right now. Yeah. Good for you. He, he learns. He's Still fails, developing but... as a character. <laughs> Do you all remember one of those old internet things where it was a list of like the things that I would do if I was a supervillain differently than everyone else? And it, it was a long list. It was like over a hundred things of things like uh, all of my mercenaries will have clear visors as opposed to dark ones so that a, a, a hero can't hide in them. And all of my vent shafts will be made so that they're too small for a human to travel through. It was Things like that. Do you, did you ever see that? I didn't see that. No. It's reminding me of Edna Mode saying no capes. Yeah, it's very incredible. much, very much that. It, it was a thing. I'll, I'll see if I can find a link and you can include it in the uh, show notes. Okay. It's uh, it's worth, it's worth, it's funny as hell to look over, but it just gave me strong that vibes because he had clearly read that and was like, oh, this is what I'm doing wrong. And so instead of <laughs> monologuing and like talking shit about my grand plan for wizard, no, show up, kill him. That's what, what you need. You don't do. see what you don't see in all of these scenes where Voldemort and Harry are facing off is the stenographer who's taking <laughs> a careful account of what's happening so that Voldemort can go back and review and they can work it through <laughs> as a crew and figure out what could go better next time. <laughs> Watching the game film. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't talk about it enough, but in the graveyard, there's actually a moment in the transcripts. If you read the original transcripts where the stenographer tells Voldemort, sir, please stop. I need to catch up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now you can continue. <laughs> can oh I, ask, I, can I ask a question, though? No. Yes. I know that oh. Dum- Dumbledore is <laughs> the one that ends up coming and saving the day, obviously, because this is the Dumbledore yeah, is a badass think? chapter. We haven't gotten there yet, but- why did Harry's wand not do anything? Because that's a stupid that's a stupid subplot, I think, his wand doing things. It almost leads to something and then it like doesn't. Or was it is the explanation because Harry was so emotional over everything that he couldn't focus and couldn't Well, I think that's the point. Like when it like the golden flames is a moment where he's literally like inches away from just like being passed out on his face and still manages to fight off the killing curse. He's already had the graveyard scene, which is supposedly what gave his wand the ability to do shit like that. Yeah. He's yep. still got the Horcrux inside of him. That's like, no motherfucker, you're not killing me. Like all of those things are still in play, but it poignantly says that his, his floppy wands pointing right at the ground <laughs> and not doing anything. So if if it wasn't for Dumbledore, like he's done. <laughs> How is this book two hundred and fifty seven thousand words and still leaving things out? How is that what's happening to me right now? A lack of efficiency <laughs> in writing, I think, would be the answer. Right uh, I'm fine. This is fine. I think also overanalyzing. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're 
We are some fucking nerds to be doing hey, this. Hey, if yes. she wants to be a bitch, we're going to look too close at her work and be like, that's dumb. That's yeah. fucking dumb. You want to <laughs> piss off the nerds? Fine. Fine. That's what you get. <laughs> this is what you asked for, Joan. This is what you fucking asked for. It's Joanne. Well, I know that's what she thinks, but you know, she's not right. I know what's right about her. So I don't know her name that. is actually Joan. I don't know if I like that. I don't care. I'm calling her fucking Joan for the rest of this episode. Call her Joanne butthole rolling. I'm just going to call no, her butt for good. short. I'm not going to go with that. No, I'm not going to call her that. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Enter Dumbledore. Da-da-da-da. Oh no, it's the one, the only one he ever feared. You went into Tetris there. No, it was Duel of the Face from Star Wars. I'm not good at singing though. Um, you guys know that I'm sure I know I know what I'm you're sure trying. You know the scene from Phantom Menace. Yes. You literally don't, Zach. You're shaking nope. your head so much right now. Nope. Um, Duel of the Fates. Get on it. I, I know what you're going for, but I'm pretty sure you accidentally slipped into Tetris at the end there. I literally don't know the Tetris song. Da, 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 da. No. No. I used to play the show on the flute. I know exactly L- how it listeners, goes. Listeners, email. Christina and tell her that she accidentally slipped into Tetris at the end there. Anyway, okay, Andrew, we have to stop fighting like this. <laughs> Dumbledore. Okay, so the statue springs into action. The witch goes to, to, to fucking sexually pin Bellatrix to the floor. It's like gay. Um, the goblin and the house elf go to the fireplaces for some reason. I don't know. Um, the centaur charges Voldemort. Yeah. And he's like, He's like whack a moling. He's like, oh, not here. I'm over here. Oh, oh, where am I? I'm gonna, where? <laughs> Wait, why did the goblin in the house elf go to the fireplace? So he can't I flew out. That to- so he can't flew away. Okay, so is he? I kind of think of him as also being like on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, like- squad, go in. Got my uh, replacements to swap out. Well, yeah, because like Dumbledore knows that Voldemort's going to be throwing killing oh, curses all over the fucking place, so he's like lining up his like. That's true. Yeah. You know? yeah, well, maybe also good. protecting because Dumbledore knows that the uh, the Ministry well, officials are about to start storming in a bit too, so maybe like keeping them clear keep them so that yeah, yeah. be then, there to okay. protect one of them if one of them comes through. And one of them's pinning Harry like against a wall. Yeah, the yeah. wizard, him from the headless being, wizard. Yeah, where his, I forget where his head went. Yeah, I think Bellatrix got it. Getting it uh, blown off, yeah. Yeah, I think that's Bellatrix blew it off and Yeah. Okay. Um I'm I wanna talk about Voldemort. He is disappearing and reappearing, but I don't think you can operate into the Ministry of Magic like this. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Is he like doing some weird local apparition? One of the things that I've noticed that uh but likes to do in her writing is <laughs> she oftentimes as a way to show someone's power will just have them break established rules so like yeah. that that to her is a way of like he's so powerful the rule doesn't apply but it doesn't really make sense it just means like 
he can do it. It's same way with like Dumbledore. Like, how are you able to operate inside of Hogwarts? I know how to do many special things because mm. I'm, you know, it's just like, it's a that way that's more she, convincing to me. That, I mean, you could say it's like a headmaster thing, but it just, it's a way it's that a she tries thing. to convince. That one's also a movie thing. Yeah. It, it's, no, he, I, I think, think he, he does, does that it. in the book mm-hmm. too. Yeah. It, they it go ends- to Hogsmeade. What? I'm talking about that scene where they're all in Dumbledore's office and he like disappears with Fox the Phoenix. That's important. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And he does apparate. I don't. I know he knocks them all out in the book and then he leaves. So I guess he maybe he does disapparate. But yeah, but Dumbledore is also the one that is. I like casting the anti-apparition charm on Hogwarts. Oh, oh interesting. Because so he's he the one that lifts it. he's the one that lifts it for apparition practice in the Great Hall only oh, yeah. when they're like teaching them how. Oh my god. So like good he's pull. literally the one Very that good is pull. doing it. There you yeah. go. Okay. Well done. So if okay. he needed to apparate the fuck out, it. he would. But he normally it. doesn't. He right. usually they go to Hogsmeade even when he takes Harry for like their trip for no yeah. fucking reason. That was one thing where the movie's like, yeah, Probably just have him do it from here, so there's not witnesses, <laughs> but sure, let's go to the bar and do it. <laughs> but I guess, I guess to be fair, I think the idea behind that was to have witnesses that you're in Hogsmeade, so people think that's where you are, and then oh, you yeah. go somewhere right. else, I guess. I don't know. I'm breaking my own argument. It's fine. But Everything's e- fine. E- this e- is what my yeah. podcast is like. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, though, I think that I, like, I can't think of other times off the top of my head, but I'm pretty, I would be willing to bet there are other times where people that are like, she codes as being very powerful wizards and witches and everything. They're able to just do shit that other people can't for some reason. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's there's no explanation. It's just like, that's how powerful well, they it's, are. It's really crazy. Like in B- Deathly Hallows when they're like, yo, I think this motherfucker can literally fly. It's supposed to be like the craziest thing that he figured out how to fly. Yeah. Yeah, and but I think there's something too. I I wonder if the Death Eaters didn't somehow take down that particular protection of the Ministry when they got mm. in here in the first place, simply because what Dumbledore tells Fudge in a little bit is that, bit is that yeah, that they are being bound by an anti-apparition like bind. In the death chamber, oh, which yeah. implies which that suggests that, they yeah. could apparate the fuck out of there at any wow. time if they weren't. Yeah. So Dumbledore's casting big spells against Tom Riddle tonight, but he's not trying to kill him. Um, he says there are other ways of destroying a man, but none of destroying a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wink. Is Dumbledore <laughs> threatening to do like war crimes here? Because it really comes off like I'm not going to kill you because I want you to suffer a lot. Like it doesn't seem like it's like you need justice. It seems I much think, more I like I'm gonna fuck you up so much worse than simple death, Tom. Like I, I feel like he's saying you are already so far gone past how bad death is. Okay. Like whatever you're doing right now, that's whatever this is. I think, <laughs> this is fucked. <laughs> yeah, I think this is actually I. I think part of it is mind games with Voldemort because I yeah. think he yeah. is trying to like tell him that he you're a weak piece of shit because you think that the worst thing ever is death. But at the same time, he knows that Voldemort has Horcrux. If he fucking kills him, he's not dead anyways. He's harder to find. 
Yeah. He's harder to capture and kill when you kill him because of his damn Horcruxes. That's true, yeah. What you need is for him to be in one fucking spot <laughs> where I know where you are so I can go kill these motherfuckers and then come kill you. I can force feed you Veritaserum and make you tell me where they are. Yeah. No, I, I do think you're right, though. I do think that there is definitely something to Dumbledore purposefully using this big man persona because, like – that's not who Dumbledore is, but that is who Voldemort, the fashy little asshole, imagines him to be because he fears Dumbledore. Fashy and if he asshole. fears Dumbledore, obviously Dumbledore has to be this big, like, menacing presence, right? Mm. And so that's why Dumbledore is playing into the fear of Voldemort by, like, being that guy and slowly walking Dude, him down. Dumbledore fucking Balrog whips Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a really, really interesting glimpse into Dumbledore where I think this is – I think there's a dichotomy to Dumbledore where he can absolutely be that guy. Yeah. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like he can absolutely go there. Well, and that's that the- is why he's as badass as he is as yeah. a wizard. But like his inherent nature is – Right. It's like it kind of makes me want that like – that – what Fantastic Beasts should have been. Like, oh, yeah. want that coming of uh, of power kind of Dumbledore, like the, the shit he really, like, has seen and been through and done. The, the side uh, of that him story. that's the reason he doesn't want power for himself, right? The right. side of yeah. him that yeah. he, he knows will come out later. if he gets that power is the guy yeah. that will walk down Tom Riddle while, you know, talking shit the entire time yeah. and making him, you know, like – projecting himself to be even bigger than he actually is. Like, yeah. even don't bigger than me, Dumbledore. Don't make me pull out my verbal harassments, okay? Like, you're gonna <laughs> lose that fight. <laughs> this, this Dumbledore is... it, And this scene is actually... This is one of the things that I hate most about this movie. Mm-hmm. Is visually, they got some of this very, very right. Yeah. But tonally, and then one gigantic fucking mistake, they got very, very wrong. Because in the movies, the way that they portray, the way that like Michael Gammon portrays this is that he's like struggling with everything he has to hold off Voldemort to make sure that like Voldemort doesn't kill Harry. And it looks like Voldemort is like toying with him and they're doing, they get the fucking stupid Priory and Cantatum thing like that ruins the entire really, really stunning visual thing they've done up until that point. Right, (laughs) Um, right. And, like, Dumbledore's, like, two-handing it and trying, mm-hmm. like, to keep him off. And Voldemort's, like, flicking his wand trying to get, like, a little stream to go kill Harry. And it makes it seem like Voldemort is the one, like, toying yeah. in this scenario. In the book, it's the absolute other way around. Yeah. Yep. Dumbledore is toying with Voldemort. I think they just, in Goblet of Fire, did the priori incantatum and made it really, like, like liquidy in that way, like liquid magic. And I think they were like, that yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. Let's yeah, do that it's again. <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Well, and one of the things too that you lose that you brought it up before, Tina, that is so important is that Balrog whip, right? Let's yeah. not forget that once again, the first, we don't know this yet, but we know this because of knowing the future books. The first time that Dumbledore met Riddle, when he was that imposing, you know, professional wizard that came to do, what did he do? He fucking lit his dresser on fire. (laughs) Like, he has traumatized this kid with fire before, and then he uses a fire whip, which, like, that's not a very 
Dumbledore technique that you would think, right? That's to like not, use a fire whip. He's That's like, why I'm I, pissed. I've gone fire I'm mode. I'm pissed. Well, and I know, <laughs> once again, I know that I traumatized you by lighting your shit on fire to prove a point, right? Like, I don't know if he was traumatized I, by well, that. We actually, like, Dumbledore is very uh, adept at using fire. He goes to it again in the oh, cave yeah. scene, yeah, too. In the cave. Yep. He's like, and, oh my and god, says, it's, his, it's his connection to Fox the Phoenix. Oh my god. Ah! Oh my god, yeah. he's a firebender. <laughs> he kind of is. From this moment on, I will be known as the Phoenix King. Is this fiend fire? Or is this a different kind of magical fire that Dumbledore is able to wield? What's fiend fire? That's the dark magic that uh, they use to destroy oh, one of the Horcruxes. Yeah. I don't think it's fiend fire because we don't no, see that's it take like dangerous. animal shapes, like uh, like the alive. Because like part of the thing with the fiend fire sure. is that it has its own like living essence to it, right? Oh, so scary. I always wondered if that was just because that like crab character couldn't control it, like yeah. didn't know what oh, the fuck yeah. he was doing. Wow, but he somebody really... who truly knows what they're doing with it, like. Mm-hmm. Could fuck like a Dumbledore, yeah. yeah, yeah. It made Cra- me wonder. Crab that. is like fucking on one during that chapter. He's like, oh, "Fuck yeah. you, fuck you, kill fuck him. you." I'm yeah. sick of all this shit. Fuck you. I'm lighting this shit on fire. I quit everything. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, and, then and he, he then he does quit everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Well done. He Great succeeds. Job. Well done, Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Slytherin. However, yeah. however, <laughs> task <laughs> failed successfully. You. Uh, no, but it, it does. It just. Because there, then there's a the question of, like, why didn't he use that to destroy the Horcruxes? So, I don't know. Anyways. Mm. But in this case, he's using it as a whip and to, like, wrap it around Voldemort, which is yeah. kind of yeah. crazy. He, um, Voldemort turns it into a snake and it, it's yeah. giving Moses, you know. Behold. The power of God. Which, like, again, it's Dumbledore. Like, you think any snake is going to like? I don't think a oh, basilisk no, a would snake. fuck with Dumbledore. Like, <laughs> I think Dumbledore would have like that one like flick of the wrist thing, and all of a sudden you have two snakes instead of one. Like, I, I just <laughs> there's no way that a flame whip turning into like that, that that's not a one up. That's not a one up. I'm just it's saying, too, Voldemort. It's impractically on brand of you to exactly. go snake exactly. in this moment. It's forced. It's not like <laughs> it's it's stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> like turn it into a bullet or like an arrow yeah. or something. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to time my spell so that it's roughly snake speed to get to you when this other distraction does. <laughs> Can I ask you? Does this and maybe maybe this is more of a chapter recap thing. To me, this scene is sort of what ruins Harry for me mm. in the series. Okay, tell me more. Dumbledore is shown in the previous chapter. You have the Order of the Phoenix who were dueling with those Death Eaters and on like their last leg. They were actually Ooh. like losing. Dumbledore shows up and rounds up all of them except for fucking Bellatrix in like 12 seconds. Yeah. Just like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. nope, fuck all of you. You're done. Sit there. Time out for you, all of you. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and duels the shit out of Voldemort mm-hmm. and is like protecting Harry, like uh, imprisoning Bellatrix, blocking killing curses and attacking Voldemort all in one like 
motion, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. showing just in crazy level of magical ability. Voldemort is holding his own in the duel. Like, the two are matched magically in the duel. Yeah. And this is the exact reason that Harry has to win because of technicalities and loopholes. Yeah. Because there's no other way that Voldemort does not just kill him. I in see. a du- Like, he couldn't, yeah. he never gets to a magical point where he's even remotely close to this level of ability. <laughs> right, well, yeah. that, that, that's the thing. It's like, the prophecy, if you really break it down, is literally that he is the loophole, right? Yeah. He, he, mm-hmm. That is Harry's role, yeah. is that he is the one loophole, the blind side that Voldemort has, because of you know his belief of his own superiority and his own uh, merit, that that's the loophole. That's what Harry is. Yeah. This old magic of this protection of love, and then the simplicity of, you know, your wand and my wand are linked, and we can't, you can't hurt me. Like, and that that's well, yeah. But even by the end, it's the damn elder wand. Yeah. Well, technically, it's mine, so exactly. it's not going to kill yeah. me, is it? Yep. Yep. Like it. It's all technicalities and loopholes because Harry never gets his rocky moment. Right. He never has his like train up and actually get good at this moment. He's he has to be the average Joe that wins, and an yeah, average Joe is not winning so against average. this level of magical ability without giant loopholes and technicalities. Yeah, yeah. The whole point at the end is that Voldemort gets killed by his own ricocheting hubris. spell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, his own hubris because Harry <laughs> is not shooting to kill. <laughs> In that moment, I feel like it's just like fucking shield charms. Oh, my God. And it's just anyway. Yeah. The loophole. Okay. Where the fuck are we? Okay. Uh, the bopping about. We're casting spells. We're diving. Fox, we're ducking. We're dodging. Fox the Phoenix comes <laughs> and eats a spell for Dumbledore and he bursts yeah. into flame. Such That's a cool so visual. Cool. It's such a cool. cool visual. Justice yeah. for Fox because that was left out of the movie's. I know, and, and then he his to little, save a buck. His little chick self ah. is like in the ashes. And yeah. He's like, I don't, I can't fly yet. I need you to carry me. <laughs> yeah. You give me a few months, and I'll be ready to fuck you up again, Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, I'll pick your eyes out. <laughs> do you think this is good timing, or do you think Fox would always appear to like protect Dumbledore from a mortal blow? <laughs> I I think both. Yeah. I think Dumbledore would have rallied his allies before showing up, right? So, like, if you have a fox, you're not going to go into battle without your fox. Yeah, and and again, back to, not to, like, go use Fantastic Beasts too much, but it does kind of lay the, it lays the groundwork for a phoenix being, like, a loyal connection to... Hmm. So like a, a Dumbledore, and so if, if yeah, if, don't you have like if, have to impress it or something, and then it like it imprinting. Well, it's, oh my god, like Jacob and Renesmee. <laughs> oh god. Well, in, <laughs> the way that they describe it is a phoenix will come to a Dumbledore in need. Mm. There is a connection between that magic creature a, really and this fe- fire, and this he's a family. Um, and when, so I guess the oh, no, my bad the um to tie a bow on that. I think Fox would sense after having been loyal and like 
to Dumbledore and been with Dumbledore for however many a hundred fucking years by now. Like you would sense what was going down and be there. Mm-hmm. He would go, and, Wolfie, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I don't remember anymore. Yeah. My bad. No, it's a, it's that's my bad. I tried really hard to hold on to it, but thoughts are like dandelions dried up and floating on the wind. Marijuana affects the memory. <laughs> I have been smoking a lot of weed today. It does affect the memory. That and that's really true. Um, hashtag worth it. Anyway, Voldemort disappears. <laughs> Poof. Hashtag half baked. <laughs> But then he, he didn't disappear because Harry's scar hurts a lot. It hurts like a lot. <laughs> Is that Bellatrix? No, I was trying. I was doing. But it hurts a lot, Mister. I was I doing hoots like a baby, and then it led me to doing to Linda Belcher. Into, yeah, it led me to Linda Belcher. <laughs> All roads lead to Linda Belcher. <laughs> like, oh my god, he feels when like he's doubt. like literally dying. Can you believe it? Oh, um, Bobby, he fell right in the thing. <laughs> Voldemort is literally possessing Harry right now. What? Yeah. What? What? Well, I like. Uh-huh. I like how Dumbledore was like, "Harry, no!" Like, what? What could he have done? What Maybe could he Harry was more have like, done? Harry, no! Like, well, lamenting. I think this is. I think this is actually really poignant because Harry thinks that everything's over. Yeah, his instinct is like, "Oh, okay, it's quiet." And Dumbledore's like, no, when it's quiet, that's when you fucking worry, kid. Yeah. Like, stay right where you are. Now, yeah. he doesn't know that he's getting ready to possess Harry. Yeah. So, like, for this that, there was nothing move. that, yeah, that Harry was going to be able to do. What he was expecting was Voldemort to, like, pop out somewhere and fucking kill him. Right. You know, like, stay protected that because this is, like, yeah. the calm. Like, don't trust the calm. Yeah, he's doing uh, whack-a-mole. He could pop up anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I realize Voldemort is is supposed to be like the personification of evil, but it seems a little extreme even for him to try and fight Harry with intrusive thoughts. That's like, that's fucked up. (laughs) That's what he's been doing this entire book. Yeah, it's true. He's been the one planting the visions the whole time. Yeah, Yeah, but like visions are one thing, but like the the just give up thought, that's like, ugh. See, the thing that I would have liked to have seen out of like the one tweak to this part that I'd like to have seen I wish that Harry's inner monologue mm-hmm. was outward dialogue and mm-hmm. Dumbledore had to fucking hear him beg for death don't yeah don't they do that in the movie Didn't in they the movie that? they show Harry talking to Voldemort oh okay I, you'll never know love or oh my friendship god. and I feel yeah. sorry for you and it's oh fucking awful finish your drinks when he says you'll never know you'll love never or know love or <laughs> friendship Let's shout out to this chapter yeah. for not having that fucking line yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. this is actually really good because it's like uh, it's deep and fucked Harry's up Harry's and- like oh my gosh this is the most like I can't imagine just make the pain stop Dumbledore Yeah, kill us like kill us and it's. I wish he would have said that shit out loud because oh that God. would have been like sinister and children. like so fucked. Yeah, yeah. It already feels a little fucked. Okay, it's really fucked. So Harry's like, "Oh my God, kill me!" No, Voldemort's like, "Oh my God, kill me!" LOL, Harry Potter. And but mm-hmm. like, what if Dumbledore did kill Harry Potter? <laughs> what if What if he just hit him right now? 
Well, he wouldn't do it because, again, he knows that Voldemort has Horcruxes and it. All he would be doing is killing Harry. He wouldn't yeah. be killing Voldemort. Mm. It's true. Yeah, Harry's got to kill himself. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we'll fucking get there. Well, is say he's already killed all the other Horcruxes and, like, knows how many there are and knows, mm-hmm. like, where they are and has already completed that mission and then is presented with this opportunity. Yeah. I think he's... Way more likely to say, yep, no problem. Bang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but in this scenario, he's like, no, because I'm pretty damn sure that if I kill Voldemort, he's not going to die right now. Yeah. He, so I'm sure yeah, as hell not killing Harry. Yeah. So suddenly Voldemort is like actually gone. And the atrium yeah. is suddenly full of people. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Oh, my God. We all just got here. That's how long it takes for the Ministry of Magic to respond to an intrusion. <laughs> we're here don't worry about it <laughs> speaking of speaking of half-baked from earlier i i imagine this scene of having like a dave Chappelle in the corner a master of the custodial arts just strolling in <laughs> with a trash can like what happened here like Bilch's cousin or something <laughs> i love that that's great what if, what did i miss uh, oh, oh no! No, was, was using magic headphones the whole time. Like yeah. I'm a squib. I headphones work for me. <laughs> like uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Stan Lee and Harry and uh, Spider Man when he's the janitor mopping the floor and the fights going on behind oh. him the whole time. Yeah. I didn't say it was an original thought. <laughs> <laughs> so now there's like a ton of firsthand witnesses to the fact that. Voldemort is back. Yeah. But Cornelius Fudge literally is like, I'm still trying to arrest you. And Dumbledore's like, you're not. You're <laughs> not. We're not doing this. He basically this- rolls up a newspaper and slaps him on the nose and goes, no. Yes, no, Cornelius. Well. No. Yeah, I'm very he's- mad at you right now. <laughs> this is the epitome of big dick energy. Yeah. yeah, he's pulling on Fudge right now. Yeah, yeah, and like sometimes you just gotta in front of all of Fudge's like employees too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. but I feel like Dumbledore feels probably vindicated because Fudge yeah. lo- so literally put himself in this position. Yeah. yeah, well, and he also knows like Dumbledore's been around long enough that he knows what's going to happen, which is in the next few weeks Fudge is going to be outed. Right? Like yeah. he's done. He's done. Yeah. I think ousted. Ousted. Outed, yeah. outed is something else. <laughs> he might be outed. Yeah. Who knows? He might be. Well, yeah, we it's, don't know. He has a lime green bowler hat. I mean, that seems <laughs> on you know on brand if that were the case. It's a jazzy outfit. I mean, it kind of does. Style. A a very a bright style. <laughs> Dumbledore insists on sending Harry back to Hogwarts before he cooperates with Fudge on anything, which like that's cool. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Get him away from there so Fudge changes his mind and like tries to man up again. Harry's already gone. He's already at the safe think, base. Yeah, I think he's just trying to get Harry the hell out of like get Harry out of this whole situation. Yeah. yeah it's just crazy that it's not handled like a crime scene where it's like, no, everyone has to stay here and give a statement. Like Absolutely not. You, you can't well, it's, leave. It's Dumbledore's crime scene. I know. Yeah. Like, he's calling the shots here. He is literally, he's not only big dick energy, he is the, like, old guy at the gym that refuses to wear underwear around the locker room. Just has sitting foot, bare foot up ass on the on bench and is talk, fucking, trying to talk to you. And is, yeah, just like, yeah, no. Yeah. This, 
I don't care what you say or think or do. I'm balls out right now. <laughs> and this is going to go my way. Yep. You young whippersnapper. <laughs> It's like if it was an 80s movie, it would have been that moment that like Fudge would have showed up and like, what the hell's going on over here? I'm in charge. And Dumbledore would have looked at him and been like, not anymore. You're not like that's (laughs) that's what he's basically done is he's like, Cornelius, shut the fuck up. This is (laughs) yeah the the real men have shown up to take care of business, Fudge. Like that's the attitude that he takes on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there's a level of like there is a level of. You are a nuisance yeah. to it where he's like, this is this situation was caused by your incompetence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have yeah. cleaned up your fucking mess for the last fucking time. And now you are getting 30 minutes of my time. And <laughs> because by you're going to fix this, not me. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you need me. I'm going back to my old job and you're going to get that stupid fucking bitch that you put there out of there. Yeah. yeah. Which he still has to go save from, well, let's just say <sighs> centaur rape. Yeah. Like that's, he's got to go. She's horsing around right situation. now and uh, yeah. needs no. to be helped out. I reject that. Um, yep. um, and also apparently the the ors have been looking for Hagrid and yeah. then he's like called him off so he can just like come back to his house and be normal. Well, yeah, because they tried to like, yeah, get him out of that. That was goes back to when McGonagall took five to the chest or whatever it was. Uh, ouch, Hagrid's been at her age. Yeah, <laughs> Hagrid's been on the run since then. Yeah. Mm, mm, Dumbledore mm, mm. makes like an illegal port key for Harry, and Fudge <laughs> he just, is like he just does it. <laughs> That's do illegal. That. <laughs> and Dumbledore's like, shut your fucking mouth. Did you not just see me dueling the person everyone here is afraid of? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And he sends Harry back to Hogwarts. Yeah. I'm imagining this scene as him like being parsed, like starting to make the port key. And Fudge is like, you can't do that in front of. And he holds it up right in front of him. Does the spell. (laughs) Stares him right in the eye and hands it to Harry. Yeah. One, (laughs) two, Three, and Harry's gone, and he looks at him and goes, "I fucking did it." <laughs> oh, look what I just did! Turns yeah. out you're wrong. Oops. What are you gonna do? <laughs> um, I'm feeling really excited right now because we only. Sorry for my clicking sounds in the background. We only have. Oh my god, clicking order of the phoenix. Click, click, fucking click. We only have two chapters left of this godforsaken book. Oh, is that clickbait? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> only um, two chapters left with like four left and people are like ah got me <laughs> we have um next week we're doing chapter 37 the lost prophecy with charlie and robert from the bits which i think we've announced already but if not i'll edit that out and then <laughs> with redacted <laughs> redacted and then the week after that uh, chapter 38 the second war begins with alex and Haley. And then we'll be covering the film on May 24th with Ethan and Tyler from Bacon and Eggs. We're going to do a classic group therapy email episode. <laughs> uh, in June, I'm going to release some fun extra stuff. And then we'll be starting Half-Blood Prince on fucking June 21st. That's the schedule, everybody. Woo! I'm so Dope. excited to... M- 
in less than two months, I'll be doing something completely different. No, it's not completely different, but the book is so much better and different than the one that we're almost done reading. I'm really never going to fucking read Order of the Phoenix ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Any last words about the chapter, Zach? A question. Okay. And I'm sorry if this takes us on a tangent. That's okay. Do we think that this is the first time that Dumbledore and Voldemort have dueled one-on-one? Hmm. I mean, there's no, I'm, I can't think of any evidence that they've fought toe to toe before this. I'm thinking back to like, you know, the first the war, like this days. is obviously, yeah. I think that Voldemort back in those days would have got his ass beat if he fought Dumbledore. <laughs> I, yeah. And the way that it's always talked about, they always say like how there, he had so many more allies back then Voldemort did. So it always seemed in my mind like it would have been much more like grander set piece battles as opposed to like things like this where it's small groups of people going at it. And if mm-hmm. it's a bigger battle like that, there's less chance of them getting one on one like attention. Right. Mm-hmm. But like it, I, I think I know where you're going with this because then the, the thought becomes if they fought before does Dumbledore have some inkling of the pro? Well, he knows the prophecy, so he knows he can't defeat Voldemort. So does that mean that like the entire time that they fight every time before Dumbledore just knows he's got to fight to a stalemate? Dude, I wonder if literally Dumbledore showed up at the ministry as soon as he could. And then he was like, I have to fight this guy long enough that fucking Cornelius Fudge walks in and then I'll let him go. <laughs> I oh, I absolutely, that long. I absolutely think his plan was to make sure that he kept him there long enough to do that. I oh 100% think so that's cool. what he was going for. Yeah. Yeah, I was. It, it was something that popped into my head as I was listening for like the, I don't know, too many fucking time yeah. to this chapter. I was like, have they done this before? Mm. Like, I, or is this the first time that these two have gone head to head it's definitely the first time in a while if, if yeah done we, before, we obviously it, don't yeah. like we don't yeah. know i'm just you know just speculating yeah. back on how that stuff would have won yeah because, i still think he would have got his ass beat yeah i i i agree i think he would have gotten his ass beat but gotten away right because mm, like oh maybe okay maybe maybe they did that yeah i think like it it doesn't it wouldn't surprise me if Dumbledore knew that, like, no, in the back of his mind, I can't beat him. I can't, like, actually take him out or do anything mm-hmm. that will lead to justice because no one will be able to actually do it. Mm-hmm. So instead, I've just got to every time beat him bad enough that hopefully he takes more time to come back. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder, too, if Voldemort was actually more powerful back then. Magically. Hmm. I just feel like Having, since he's like learned more and he's like been on the other side and like come back from death, you know, so to speak, I just think I feel like he is stronger, but maybe not. Maybe he was weakened by that. We don't know. We don't. Yeah. But he's definitely at least. Well, he's at least one Horcrux lighter. <laughs> he's been yeah. dead before. But he doesn't know that. Like, no, I know. But I'm just saying, like. Is he, is it possible that he was even more formidable mm. before he was killed and mm-hmm. like yeah. lost a horror crowd, you know, then and had not just like a, an army to, uh, you know, command or whatever, but just like 
was he even more like magically powerful then than he is now perhaps a little bit weakened interesting wait because like you get then into the idea of like voldemort as like the 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 essence of him that would have been preserved like because necessary because i get what you're saying like there's the possibility that instead of becoming weaker when you get you know a body killed if maybe the actual like core of what he is like the spirit or the soul or whatever you want to think of it as more of like a force just grows right and gets stronger even though it doesn't have a corporeal form good you never know i i Hmm. it's it's i think also when you're talking about the level of like dueling that a dumbledore and a voldemort are doing this is something that only a handful of people every generation would be capable of doing of processing something like this right of responding and having the knowledge that they can pull from and doing it quickly enough to respond to the specific obscure spells that the other one is using i think it's one of those skill sets that like if you have that skill set it it, i think it has more to do with that than necessarily the power but you also have to have the power Mm -hmm. to do the spells in the skill set so like I, i i to answer your question i think when you talk about someone at that level, it's more a matter of who fucks up first than it is like necessarily yeah. overwhelming power. Right. So mm-hmm. like yeah. you've got to consistently keep the pressure and wait for the other person to make a mistake to capitalize on because you've already got, you you know, like I said, such high levels of skill and power to get to that point. Oh, mm. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm going to wrap it on up. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note... No more Harry Potter talk today! Good final tangent, everyone. Zach, where can the people find you on the internet? Belated Binge is the name of the podcast. You can find it on the podcast app you're listening on Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And you can find links to everything else that has to do with it on the website, belatedbinge.com. Perfect. Very organized. (laughs) And what's something you've been watching or reading or listening to or playing recently you think the listeners would enjoy? I am going with one that is sort of a little bit um, self-promoting in a way, too, but that I am finding this audience hasn't just inherently crossed into naturally is go back and watch Sons of Anarchy. Mm. Such a I never watched that one. Such oh, wow. a great TV show. Yeah. And because I'm now also covering that on my podcast, I'm also starting to find little parallels and stuff to like characters and story arcs and stuff like that too. Oh, wow. Something like a Harry Potter where it's like you would not draw these correlations if you were not literally like consuming both at the same time. Yeah. And <laughs> It's fascinating because you don't think like outlaw motorcycle club and fantasy magic boy is going to really go together much, but it does more than you think. And there are um, interesting (laughs) parallels, even down to the way that the they are seven books, seven seasons. They get progressively darker. Like the first couple of seasons are like bikes and bullets where the first couple of seasons over here are kind of like, ooh, magic. Yeah. And then by the end, it's like nobody's safe and people you love will die. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, the, they both follow <laughs> that same like 
kind of trajectory. Oh, that's so funny. And I'm well, not going to tell you what happens at the end of season six. <laughs> well, thanks for the recommendation. Andrew, what are you plugging this week? So I am going to do one of my uh, non-traditional plugs. I, I've been having a lot of fun planning a, uh, a concert that I'm going to with my dad. So nice. I've never Are you plugging going to concerts with your dad. Not not necessarily concerts, but like I I don't know. It's it's been fun engaging with my dad in a different way than a normal like parental way, right? Because it's more of like uh doing I don't know doing doing concerts like that's something I love to do and something that he loves to do. But we've only ever done like when I was a kid, so it's kind of fun to like get to revisit that feeling and like. I don't know. Like it, it's been it's been a fun thing to do. So if you're looking for an activity to do with a parent, take your dad to a concert. Take your dad to a concert. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. And I'm not plugging anything this week. It's, I, I'm I'm out of plugs. You I'm, you have <laughs> never let me do that. I was gonna plug nothing, <laughs> and right. then I was like, I need something. I'll I'm plug gonna them. plug. If you can not wear a bra, you should not wear a bra. That's what I'm plugging. There we go. I have that option? You have that option. N- Shit. Not, Zach, that doesn't apply to you. Uh, <laughs> you know you know why. You know why. <laughs> I do. Zach, thank you so much for coming on the show. No, thank you for slumming it and letting me come crash your podcast. I hope there are at least six people left. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like 45 minutes shorter than the last episode you came on for. Fuck, what are we going to talk about for 45 minutes? <laughs> well, I've got a fear now. <laughs> I definitely want you back on for Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows. I am 100% down. And then I'm going to put this podcast in a little boat and I'm going to let it out into the river and then I'm going to light an arrow on fire and shoot the arrow at the boat and light it on fire Tina, and watch I, it catch fire and then go off a waterfall. A lot of fire. I'm just I'm just going to I'm just going to put it out there. You have the capability to put this your entire lexicon afterwards on a compressed file on a zip disk and you have a loving husband that knows how to do woodworking that could probably build you a little wooden sailboat that you could literally You could put literally do this. The, the, <laughs> Do you know how long it takes Sean to build boat. something? I'm not going to just set it on fire. Something worth doing <laughs> is worth doing right, okay? And waiting for the right moment, you could put, you we could Viking funeral this bitch. We could put it out on the James, <laughs> all gather around, get someone to shoot it with a flaming arrow. That's what I want. I want to Boromir it. We can no, Boromir the shit it, out of this podcast. We can. But it has to be a white tomb and then set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> We can make a little Dumbledore white tomb on top. We can do this. Oh, wait, sorry. Spoilers. No, always spoilers. (laughs) All spoilers all the time. Zach, thank you so much for coming on the show. And yeah, we'll get you back for sure. I just always love you really get deep in there with some like hard hitting questions. And I love and respect that. That is my goal. It is the (laughs) hardest hitting questions in the fandom. (laughs) Why does Harry only know two spells? (laughs) Great question. Because he's not actually clutch. And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) I'll just end it right there. That's actually the perfect ending. That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the Restricted Section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. 
Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago, the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you. Sitting there on a seal. Well, now look at back at me. I'm on a, on a b- even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his D20s. He's just like, I got this. Or randomly breaking into song. <laughs> so go bending waterfall. We'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made. One episode at a time. What kind of slum do you think this is? I knew you guys would get along, yeah, but I am, gonna, I am gonna start do the episode. Uh, yes, we because we're, we are so close to being done with this book, so help me God, Andrew, <laughs> get me to the finish line. Dave X Media.